Welcome to your Jesuit parish in the heart of Hollywood. This is the Blessed Sacrament Hollywood Podcast, and here's today's homily. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus told his disciples this parable. A man going on a journey called in his servants and entrusted his possessions to them. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to a third one, to each according to their ability. Then he went away. Immediately, the one who received five talents went and traded with them and made another five. Likewise, the one who received two made another two. But the man who received one went off and dug a hole in the ground and buried his master's money. After a long time, the master of those servants came back and settled accounts with them. The one who received five talents came forward, bringing the additional five. And he said, Master, you gave me five talents. See, I've made five more. And his master said to him, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Since you were faithful in small matters, I will give you great responsibilities. Come, share in your master's joy. Then the one who received two talents also came forward and said, Master, you gave me two talents. See, I have made two more. And his master said to him, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Since you were faithful in small matters, I will give you great responsibilities. Come. Share in your master's joy. Then the one who received the one talent came forward and said, Master, I knew you were a demanding person, harvesting where you did not plant and gathering where you did not scatter. So out of fear, I went off and buried your talent in the ground. Here it is back. His master said to him in reply, You wicked, lazy servant. So you knew that I harvest where I did not plant and gather where I did not scatter. Should you not have then put my money in the bank so that I could have got it back with interest on my return? Now then, take the talent from him and give it to the one who has ten. For to everyone who has, more will be given, and that person will grow rich. But from the one who has not, even what they have will be taken away. And throw this useless servant into the darkness outside, where there will be wailing and grinding of teeth. My brothers and sisters, the gospel of the Lord. Well, it's Stewardship Sunday, so it's appropriate that we just heard wailing and grinding of teeth, right? Because this is the, the weekend we all look forward to where we actually get to ask those questions and answer them of like, how do we, how do we take that discipleship step of, of actually supporting the place where we worship? Uh, so we get to talk about that. We get to talk about money. And not just because it's our idea, but because, well, Jesus talks about money all the time. Talks about it all the time. And he does so because money is a spiritual issue a spiritual issue. Sometimes we think that, you know, spiritual issues over here and then money over here. But no, money is a spiritual issue because uh, it is that which seems to draw our attention. We continue to think that we could trust it. We could trust it at all times. We could trust money. So it's a spiritual issue about what is it that we are going to, where are we going to place our trust? Because money is God's chief competitor for our hearts. Money is God's chief competitor for our hearts. We almost always pull between the two, God or money. So Jesus talks about money because it's important. It's, it's important to all of us. Certainly important to my family growing up. We never talked about money. But in a way, we, that's all we talked about. We never talked about like what, what our relationship could be with money other than let's get more of it so we feel more secure. That had always been kind of the under, unspoken notion. I had parents that grew up in the Depression, so, you know, I think my father was buried with the first dollar he ever made. You know, it was just that kind of 
security wrapped around money. So it's good that we talk about it, that we understand how it works and what our relationship might be with it. So Jesus talked about it in parables a lot, a lot. Sometimes money stood for money, sometimes it stood for other things. So this parable that we just heard is a really helpful one for us today. So I'm just going to read a little that as it starts, right? So a man was going on a journey and called in his servants and entrusted his possessions to them. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to a third one, to each according to his ability. Then he went away. Okay? So there's a couple of things that might be helpful for us. So it's a parable with a master and servant. So it's not hard for us to understand that the master, the one that has all the money, to whom all the money belongs, is God. And the servants, that's, that's you and me. That's us, right? We're the ones that don't have the money. We don't have everything in the world. So the money belongs to God, right? All of the money that we have belongs to God. And he gives us a lot of it. A lot. These, tal these talents, that's a lot of money. Two talents would be what you would make in a lifetime. So even the person with just one talent is receiving a lot. So we receive a lot from God. A lot. And we receive it temporarily. Temporarily. One thing you can say with all assurance is the money you have right now used to belong to someone else. And after you're dead and gone, or you go to the outlet malls, either way, it's going to go to somebody else, right? It's, you're not going to have it all, Bruce. When John D. Rockefeller died, early uh, tycoon, when he died, someone asked, well, how much did he leave? And someone answered, all of it, right? So it's just temporary. So all the money belongs to God. There's a lot of it. It's temporary. And different people get different amounts, you know? You may have noticed that, right? And so the idea is that there's more capacity to actually use that money well and responsibility to have done so, right? So those are the things we know about the first part of this parable that might be helpful for us. So as it continues, so he went away and immediately the one who received five talents went and traded with them and he made another five. Likewise, the one who received two made another two, but the man who received one went off, dug a hole in the ground and buried his master's money. Now, the important word here, I think, is immediately, immediately. Those two first servants, they receive the money from God and they, the master, and they invest it immediately, immediately. They make it a priority. The other one buries it. Maybe he'll get eventually, he'll do something with it. But he buries it. The first two, immediately, they make it a priority, which is a call for us to do the same with what God has given us, to make it a priority. Because here's the deal. If you want God to bless any part of your life, put him first. Make God a priority. If you want God to bless your time, make God a priority in your calendar. If you want to make God a priority in your family, well, put him first in your family. If you want God to bless your business, well, make him a priority in your business. And if you want God to Bless your finances. Make God first in your budget. Immediately invest. Make it a priority is how this is set up in this parable from the mouth of Jesus to us. Okay, so then it continues with, after a long time, the master of those servants came back and settled accounts with them. The one who received five talents came forward, bringing the additional five. And he said, master, you gave me five talents. See, I've made five more. And he, the master said to him, now listen to this. He's, he says, well done, my good and faithful servant. Since you are faithful in small matters, I will give you great responsibilities. Come share in your master's joy. And the same thing happens 
with a guy that had two talents, invests, and gets two more. There's a few things here that are really important for us to, to look at. Is that the master comes back after a long time. So those guys have had the money a long time. So long that they may have started to think that it was theirs. Ringing any bells? Maybe we've had the money for a long enough that we think, well, that's, it's mine. Yeah, it's mine. I've had it for a long time. In fact, my parents had it. We've had it. It's been ours for a long time, you know? Ours. It belongs to us. So, but he comes back and he asks for it back. And when the first two are able to give back his money and all that that money has made, he rewards them. Now, one of the things that God does throughout Scripture, Jesus continues this tradition, is that is always appealing to our enlightened self-interest. Sometimes not so enlightened, but our self-interest. So uh, here are the commandments. If you do them, your life will be better. Here's the rules. If you do them, your life will improve, right? It's always, if you do this, your life will, will you'll be able to flourish. And this is the case as well. So when those guys return the money and it's, you know, increased, the master says to them three things. Gives them affirmation, promotion, and celebration. Those, that's what happens when they invest God's money in God's project. So they say affirmation. Now, it may not be a big deal to us when, unless we think about it, but that master says, well done, good and faithful servant. I don't know about you, but I continue to want to hear that from God, from the work that I'm doing in my life, the way that I'm pouring myself out. And we all pour ourselves out, and God is pleased with it, says, well done, well done, good and faithful servant. That's a big payoff right there. And then promotion. The master says, since you were faithful in small matters, I'm going to give you greater responsibilities. Notice he is not impressed by the amount of money. He's like, that's no big deal. Money's not the point. You had the money to prove that I could trust you. You had the money. I want to see how you deal with it. Are you impressed with it or do you invest it? Are you actually able to work into God's project with it? So he's promoted. Those, those two are promoted. And when you're promoted, you're promoted into greater investment and greater ownership in the project right? All of us who support the work of Blessed Sacrament, this community, are investing that way, investing that way. And when we invest, complete strangers show up here and find a home. When we invest, kids are formed in their faith. When we invest, teenagers are encouraged. Young adults are able to connect with each other and with God through the programming here. And every weekend, we're able to come together and to give glory and worship to God Weekend after weekend after weekend, we continue to make a real impact on the homeless folks here, our neighbors who are unhoused, through our programming, Genevieve's Garden, our support of the center, the work of Hollywood Food Coalition, the food bank, all these different things are because we all invest God's resources in this parish, right? So we have an opportunity to take a choice of just burying our money and saying, no, I'm not going to invest and to miss our chance, miss our opportunity to say yes to God. Or we can invest it. And when we invest it, notice what happens. When we invest our money in God's project, God matches and surpasses, matches and surpasses. It is impossible to outgive God. God is a giver by definition, continuing waiting to pour blessing on us. And the only limit is the limit we place 
on God's blessing. So, at the end of our lives, the only things that we will have are those things that we gave away. The only things that we have are those things that we gave away. All the money that is now in other people's pockets, all the affirmation that's in other people's hearts, all the ways that we change the world by pouring ourselves out. At the end of our lives, the only things we'll have are the things that we gave away. 